Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Look, lots of discussion around the um, decision not to continue with the eviction ban and the government leaders are going to meet later on this evening and they're going to chat about their response to this Sinn Féin motion um, seeking to extend the eviction ban until the end of next January. And there's been a lot of political discussion and housing experts have all been talking about this. But I mentioned at the start of the programme, I just want to talk to you today. If you're somebody who's renting, if you're trying to get a rental property at the moment, if you've recently received an eviction notice, I want to hear your stories on the programme. Teresa is with us because, Teresa, you got in touch um, because of your housing situation at the moment. Can you tell me what you're dealing with? Hi, Andrea. Um, yeah, we basically were living in our home in West Wicklow the past 11 years um, and we got our eviction notice last April. Um, we've been looking since then and haven't found anywhere. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's hanging over your heads the whole time. Um, it's, it's getting very worrying for us all now, obviously, um, as the time approaches, because we'll have to be out um, the beginning of June. Um, and as I say, we've found nowhere. So, so you got the eviction notice uh, after 11 years in April last yeah. year, April 2022. Then, presumably yeah. because of the eviction ban that was introduced in October, you got the, the protection of that well, at the no, stay. Well, um, no, with the amount of time we had... Um, Clocked we up had anywhere you were yeah, entitled to. Yeah, yeah. That was, so kind but, of we fell in between the eviction ban that didn't, it didn't come into play for us. Okay, so because of the length of time that you were in the property, yeah, you yeah. have you have until June two thousand and twenty three, and and yeah. had this eviction ban had it have been extended, you would have had protection around that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because basically there's no, you've no stability when you're renting at all, as I've come to realise, you know. Mm. I mean, up to then, up to up to now, kind of, you would have always had, you'd have had a pick and, and choose of, of where to live, really, do you know, that kind of thing. And now you're looking at anything, you know, 11, from dog boxes nearly. 11 years in the one place, Teresa, it's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you obviously like where you are. Yeah, we do. We're part of the community. We, you know, we're involved in the GAA club, and the young lad is, has been picked to play for um, the county development team. The, the kids are in school. We're we're here. This is our life. This is our family. This is our home. You know, and no one should have to wonder where they're going. And what are the options at the moment, Teresa? Um. There's no emergency accommodation, I've been told, this side of the county. Um, we're waiting to hear from the someone from the Homeless Department of Wicklow County Council. Um, unfortunately, the lady that worked there has retired, so they're down to, I think, a volunteer. Um, we have, obviously, family, but they're not in the county, so it could mean sleeping on couches, but then that's disrupting the children's school, and which is my main thing I don't want to do my lad is going in he'll be doing junior cert next year um, the other lad he's in uh, junior infants so he's kind of not as bad he'd adapt but the older lad is more my concern kind of in that sense schooling wise so he's wise. 13 or so then Teresa is he or 14 he's 14 tomorrow is he, yeah. oh is he right okay <laughs> yeah so that's 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 the main thing and as I say we, we've this is we've built a home here 
you know, we're we're in the community and this is 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 where we want to be. We do we do love being around here. Um, I mean, we we have looked further afield and there's still nothing. You know, there's nothing that's within a budget. The prices are crazy at this minute. Um, we're ringing housing estate or housing house agents, um, and basically things are gone before they're even going up onto the website. You know that it's it's. As we were told by a lot of people, it's it's really it's going to be word of mouth that you get a house because they're gone before they ever get onto any mm. any website, you know. So it's just it's soul destroying. I'm just thinking for your your eldest lad as well, Teresa. He's sure most of his school life is is probably in the house that you're in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, and I mean. You're kind of, they're, they're there, they're trying to go to things that they've grown out of and pack them up because obviously you're you're going to live out of boxes. And so, I mean, they've had to get rid of things that they didn't want to get rid of or that would have meant something and you're trying to keep on things. And, and you're living out of boxes because if something comes up, obviously you, you want to be ready to go, you know. So it, it is, it's very hard. It's, 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 it's just, that's the only word, it's hard. <laughs> And as I say, no one, nobody really needs to, and they shouldn't have to go through that in this day and age. You know, there's, you just, you should, you should have, everyone should have the stability of a roof over their head and knowing that they have that roof. You know, there's never been, there's never been a problem before that. And it's, it, this, 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 it's been coming the last few years with this housing crisis and there is a housing crisis. Mm. And, like look and I know when I've talked to, to landlords in the programme I, I don't know what the solution is to this you know I've sp- talked to all sides on the show in, in recent weeks and you know and, and look landlords I suppose have their um, reasons in certain cases as well I, I know your own circumstances are different Teresa but like you're 11 years in the house um, like th- to think that you've over a year's notice effectively to find another rental property and that you can't yeah. get one like in a, yeah. you know you're like you're coming up to a year now since you got the notice initially and like to think that there's nowhere is yeah. incredible like yeah it's 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 absolutely crazy like there's just there's nothing there and you're looking on the websites every day and they're they're just the ones that were there are disappearing and there's nothing being nothing replacing them you know so it's not that there, there's even places coming up and they're just, you know, out of reach financially. It's that it's actually it's a supply the odd issue. One. Yeah, the odd one, but definitely supply. Definitely What's supply. You know, I mean, I had heard a few things where they they announced how many rental properties were available in the whole of Ireland. And it was it was a pittance like there was just so few houses. So and homes and anywhere like and like when you, you know, and I know you mentioned you've you've been in touch with the council and different offices, but are there alternatives, Teresa, there for you? Like in the meantime, like if July, if June 1st comes, and I'm sure it'll come fairly fast, you know, it's around the corner, like. Um, well, at this stage, we're looking at storage units that we put our stuff into storage and I don't know. Are you talking the back of a car? Or are you talking, you know? Sofas somewhere. I don't. I. I genuinely don't know. I know. You know, and you. 
Sorry, you wake up in the morning and it's just, it's on you. How much do the kids know, Teresa, about this? Um, we didn't, we hadn't told them uh, we were going to, to leave it as much as we could because <laughs> when when it came at April, we, we genuinely thought we would have somewhere mm. and that it would just be a case of saying, look, we're moving. Um, the little fella, he's kind of, he's looking at it as a bit of an adventure. Um, the older lad is a bit of a worrier anyway, so he is kind of wondering and he's not saying very much and you're trying to kind of get it out to him and, you know, and all he knows is we're doing our best. Sure, it's on your mind you, day, you day, know, day and night. Absolutely, yep, yep. Absolutely, as I say, it's the first thing you think of in the morning. I don't know whether if there's anybody in the West Wicklow area that, you know, maybe is, is tuned into us here today and, and listening to Teresa and look if there's, if you can, I don't want to say even do anything, but if, if people have somewhere, you know, that you, that you long term, I suppose you're looking for somewhere, Teresa, to rent, you know, and I know oftentimes people get in touch with us on the show. Um, if you want to do that, it's, it's 1800 453 106, but... I know you're you're trying to get somewhere and you want to get it to Teresa in advance of June as well. Like you don't want to be waiting till the final the last minute. You know, that you just and then it means everyone can breathe again. Yeah. You know? The the whole discussion around the eviction ban, you know, and, and I know it's back in the news today and it'll dominate it was dominating all weekend, people talking about it. Um have you been able to make contact even with any of your uh, local representatives or politicians or I don't know? Is it even worth reaching um, out to them? I've I've emailed them all. Um, I've emailed all the on this side of the county. I've emailed the county councillors and I've emailed all the TDs. Um, I've had some get back to me. Some have rang me. Some have emailed. Um, and they're talking about getting in touch on my behalf to the council. Um, but what they can do, I don't know. You know, it's. I don't. I. I genuinely don't know mm. what. What anyone can do, short mm. of. I mean, you see in 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 other European co- countries that um basically that they, you know, yeah, yeah, t- tenants have the rights and they have this the stability. Um, if some if a house is sold, it's 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 sold with tenants in situ. You know, could that be a thing that? For now, because the amount of people that have gotten their eviction notices, I think they're only going to get worse in the next couple of months. Like it's as as one TD said to me, like the the homeless team, it's like a tsunami of calls on them. You know, and that has to be in 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 every other county as well as Wicklow. Like it's not just this. There's no there's there's no emergency accommodation. It's full. They already know that, so this ban is going to is going to be lifted, and it's just going to be thousands more people are in the same situation. So it's 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 just like stoking the fire, like you know, and building it up. It's just go. It's just going to get worse. 
Um, Teresa, Emma, Emma's with us on the line as well. Uh, stay with us if you don't mind. And I, I do really yeah, appreciate no you sharing your story with us because I know it's 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 not it's not easy and it's it's very hard on on you and the kids. And um, Emma's on the line as well. Emma, what's what's your housing situation like at the moment? Well, basically, um, I live with my four kids and my parents. Um, we had to move on with them because we, the house that we were in was being sold by the landlord. This was about five years ago. The landlord moved to Australia and then tried to sell the house. He, was, he gave us good notice, but we just couldn't find anything. And my parents were moving into a rented accommodation, so we asked, could we move in with them? Um, so we did. Um, uh, but we have two children with profound disabilities. Um, so our oldest daughter is 17 and she's wheelchair bound. She has a condition called uh, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and she has a neuromuscular disease. And basically we carry her up and down the stairs every day and we lift her in and out of the bath. And we lift her, we can't fit the wheelchair into the bathroom, so we have to lift her from the wheelchair and carry her to the toilet and then carry her back. And it's taken its toll with us. Um, we're on the housing list. Um, we weren't originally able to get on the housing list, but then eventually we did get on it last September. And we are in the same situation that we cannot find a house. That That's what they've told us. We don't have a house for your needs. Um, you find a suitable house and you'll be entitled to HAP, mm. which is the housing assistance payment. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, is that, like our daughter is profoundly disabled. She, she, she'll never walk again, and she will only get more disabled. We know that. And like when we talked to the, to her, many doctors and specialists, you know, like the last time she was in hospital was only two weeks ago. And my daughter, you know, she's she's quite physically disabled, but she has. You know, she she has no um, she's neurotypical, so she's she, she has all of her faculties. You know, she's like every other seventeen year old. Mm. So I mean, she asked her doctor two weeks ago, "Am I going to die?" And he said to her, "Quite blatantly, I can't answer that for you." And she said, "Well, it shortened my lifespan." And he said, "I can't answer that for you. It's a matter of observing." And treating the symptoms as they come because neither the Ehlers-Danlos nor the neuromuscular are curable. They're, we can only treat the symptom. So she also has now quite bad scoliosis and things like that. So I, I did make contact with some of my local counsellors and they said they would make contact with the council for me and they come back and they mm. said find a suitable house and you'll be entitled to housing assistance payment. But trying to explain to people that in order to get a grant to adapt a house for somebody as physically disabled as our child, you need to be physically disabled yourself in order to be able to get those those grants. Um, you know, they just don't give the grants to anybody. You have to be physically disabled to get the grants. So no landlord is going to take out of his own pocket and adapt a house with a wet room and make room for hoists and lifts and, and what have you mm. in case they get a profoundly disabled tenant. You know, it's, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. So your options then, even, Emma, are like uh, when, you, when you go online and, and you look at property, what, what county, sorry, Emma, are you in? 
I'm in County Donegal, um, where I believe there was like 40 houses for rent. Nearly all of them are two-storey. Or if they're not two-storey, you see people go, oh, if you get a bungalow, it's not that simple. If you get a bungalow, but you don't have a dis- disability bathroom, it's no good to you. You're still lifting her in and out of the bath. You're still, le- you're still lifting her out of the wheelchair in the hall and carrying her into the bathroom. And, you know, she's five foot eight now. She weighs 77 kgs. And because I'm a family carer for her, I can't sponsor my husband to live in Ireland with me because he's a non-national. So my husband's not allowed to live in Ireland. And so you say, my husband has to stay living in South Africa. Okay. And when when you say, Emma, that you've, you've, you know, you finally got onto the council waiting list or the housing list, do you have any idea how... Like, how long is that list? Do you have any idea how long you'll be on it? Well, when I asked that, I was told it's as long as a piece of string. How long is a piece of string? And I asked them how many points I had. And they told me how many points I had. And they said, but it doesn't go according to points. For example, if a house becomes available, but it's a two-story house, I can't offer it to you. And I said, well, can you not adapt the house? If a house becomes available, can you not adapt it? So that, Mm. because I said, look, my daughter's 17, and she has a right to dignity. She has, you know, she's 17 years of age, and where is the dignity for her? Like, I mean, they told us she has an incurable disease, and it's heartbreaking to watch her lose her mobility. You know, she's at the stage with the disease that she has. If she turns around in the bed, her shoulder and her elbow and her wrist come apart, literally in the bed. Very and yet, it's... I'm carrying her up and down stairs, and, and you know I can't, I can't take that away for her, and I can't, you know, this week is an agonising pain all of her life, and always will be, and I can't, I can't fix that, but I can't even give her a wee bit of dignity, you know, and her, she has a sister who has. Uh, we have another child with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome but doesn't have a neuromuscular disease, but she's quite far into the autism spectrum. And she's sharing a room with our neurotypical child. And that must be very hard for our neurotypical child because she never sleeps. She's up, she's walking around. Um, you hear her at night, you know, she must walk miles. I lie in the bed awake at night, listening to her, I come out and I try and coax her back into her bed. And we have a child who's getting ready to do the junior service who's sharing a room, who's neurotypical, who's sharing a room with a child who's quite far into the spectrum. And then my three-year-old is sharing a room with me. And, oh, and the guy was trying to say to them, no matter what way we, we try and mm. work this, the system or navigate the system, we're snookered. If my husband had been allowed to come into the country, he has a degree, he's worked all his life, we could have come out of the house and must apply for a mortgage after a while. But because I'm a family carer, I cannot financially sponsor my husband. Emma, it's and then incredibly worried. I know the, the stress list. of it for you. Like even listening, I can hear the to- the, the toll it must be. It's taken on on you, and as you say, you're you know you're living. Yeah, I'm thirty six, and I'm five foot five, and I I'm, I have like it's a full flight of stairs, yeah. and I'm carrying my seventeen year old daughter who weighs seven seven kgs up and down that stairs every day. I carry her down in the morning. I carry her up in the evening. And in between times, I'm lifting her and carrying her into the bathroom. Like this morning, we had to go for an MRI for her um, because she had a rapid progression of disease in February, they said. 
Um, so she has limited power on the right side now completely. So you take it. I had to get up this morning at seven to go in and lift her out of her bed, to lift her into the wheelchair, to wheel her into the hall, to lift her out of the wheelchair, to lift her into the bath, to then lift her out of the bath with a towel sitting in the wheelchair, dry her off, get her dressed, and then... And you're carrying her into a room to get her dressed. And it's it's extremely difficult, Emma, when you think about like I know as you say you've been you're looking and looking and trying to find somewhere and trying to get accommodation and it's it's all down to the whole supply issue and, and, and accessibility as well in, in, in your case too for for your daughter. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about um, the rental sector in Ireland at the moment and the impact that the lifting of the eviction ban is having on many people. We've heard from Teresa and Emma uh, still with us there on the line, but Aoife is also joining us on the show. Aoife, what's your story? Hi, yeah, I, well, my story is a bit different in that I'm I'm not actually renting. Um, I'm... I suppose I have all the advantages or all the disadvantages of a renter and uh, none of the advantages of, uh, of somebody who has their own mortgage. Um, my situation is the house I live in, I've never missed a mortgage payment. I've been here since 2004. Um, in 2007, my marriage broke down and my ex-husband and I decided to, um, he had um, bought another property and he had, we already had an investment property, so he was to pay the mortgage on those properties, I was to pay the mortgage on this property, and the, this property, the, the family home would be used as like um, collateral, it was cross-charged against the family home. The long and short of it, um, he stopped paying his mortgage, uh, the bank went after it um, to repossess all three properties, and um in December, it's 11 years ago now, so December 2022, the um, the case was thrown out and the repossession proceedings were dropped. And it was IBRC at the time. It's now Pepper Finance. Um, they were ordered to basically to send somebody down to come to an agreement as to how to tackle the issue and the arrears from my ex-husband's non-payments. And um, that was 11 years ago. I'm still here. Um, I don't have any security of tenure in that um, they can still, you know, issue repossession proceedings at any time. I'm paying my mortgage every month. The other two properties were sold because we were told to sell them as part of the the court case. Um, And the arrears have just been building ever since um, because they are under no legal obligation to actually come to any kind of an agreement. So... um, that's why I said, like, I have all the advantages or all the disadvantages of, of renting and none of the advantages of actually owning my own home. So what, Aoife, like when when this, you know, as you say, this is it's going to happen when it does happen. Where does that leave you? Um, I don't know. Andrea is, is, is the, 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 the answer. Um, I mean, I have a fantastic sister. He's been working with me like solidly since this came up. And he's trying to negotiate with Pepper. Um, they won't actually say what they want, like what they're willing to accept, um, because they came in on foot of the whole vent, the, the vulture funds. Um, like anybody whose mortgage was taken over by a vulture fund, they never got the opportunity to bid on their own mortgage, on their own, like the, the bad debt. And we will never know how much they paid for the um, this mortgage. I mean, I'm quite sure they've made 
you know, multiple okay. Be all part of the, the settlement on it, yeah. But for you, yeah. it's it's it like it's. I suppose it's the ongoing stress, even, and I'm sure it's constantly on your mind. Oh, like yeah. even from talking to Therese earlier, she says, like you know, she wakes up in the morning and it's all she thinks about when she goes to bed at night, and it's all she's thinking about. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, as I said, it's eleven years. Um, they they send letters every now and again telling me that I'm not in compliance with the um, the conditions of my mortgage, even though, as I said, I have never actually missed a payment ever. I've never been late with a payment ever on my mortgage. Um, and then, you know, you get lumped in with people. You know, people have this idea that everybody went crazy in the Celtic Tiger and they bought loads of properties and whatever. And I never did any of that. I just, like, I've been raising three kids on my own. Um, they've all left now. I mean, that's how long it's been going on for. I'm now, since September, my, my youngest daughter has started college. I'm living in a house that's far too big for my needs. They can raise the the interest rate. Like my interest rate's going up to uh, 6.9% at the end of this month. I can't shop around. I can't sell. I can't do anything. I'm completely stuck here. And um, I've put so much money into the house over the years because it's an old house. It's needed a lot of work just to stop falling down. Um, but, you know, at any point, they can turn around and start issuing repossession proceedings again because... There is no like there's no kind of sell by date on this. Like they can they can um they can drag this out forever. You know, there's no point at which they have to uh come up with a resolution. Um I just keep I mean, they're quite happy. I'm it's a catch twenty two really, because as long as I keep paying the mortgage, um, they're quite happy to let me stay here. So the only way this could actually come to kind of a final resolution would be if I stopped paying the mortgage and then they would have grounds to repossess the house, like outright. So this can just go on ad infinitum forever and ever. Um, and there is no, as I said, they're, they're under no obligation whatsoever to, to resolve the issue. And they can just keep taking my mortgage payment. And then even when the mortgage is, is paid off, like on paper, there's still all the, the arrears outstanding. Mm. And so they, you know, I'll never I'm actually possessed. own the house. Okay. I have a text in from another listener as well. He found that. He says, I'm in a similar situation to that lady. We paid our mortgage all along, but it's now been um, bought over by a vulture fund. I'm a carer to my husband and my own health is now declining. Uh, and yeah, the yeah. yeah, the worry and stress. I, I don't know where to turn to, says says this texter. Uh, and other listeners got in touch. People are sitting in houses for over 10 years, paying no mortgages. Houses are not being repossessed despite orders. Renters miss one month payment on the route, says this listener. Another texter on 53106 says, on the renters, I feel so bad listening um, to, to your two ladies, the callers a little earlier on. I have two sons. I raised them alone. I'm on the list for over 13 years. They can't fast track people on the list. It feels like you're on it for an eternity, says this texter. If you want to get in touch with us today, they, uh, you, can, look, you can send us in a message. It's free. It's on WhatsApp. Um, 87 106 is the number there. Uh, just Eva, finally, have you been able to talk to anybody, like just even from an advice perspective? Or, like, have um, you been able to chat to? I did. Well, I actually did, and that's a completely other story. I I did um, because you know they they tell you to contact maps and everything, and I contacted a personal insolvency practitioner, um, and I ended up having to take a case against him to the financial ombudsman, and uh, a successful case. So there isn't. It's very difficult. Um, you know, there's there isn't really any help. As I said, I know. Like I I feel really sorry for people who are renting. I mean, their situation is far more precarious. Um, because like I mean I would need they would need to actually go to court to get me out of the house 
But I mean, it's still my situation is still very unstable. As I said, it's nothing like those poor poor ladies who are, who are, you know, you know, at, at risk of losing their homes like at at any moment. Basically, um, I'm not that badly off. But I mean, there still needs to be a, like there needs to be more. Um, there needs to be greater pressure on people like you know the the funds that have taken over mortgages okay. to actually come to a resolution okay. for for cases like this. Um, it's just a, like it's okay. Yeah. So look, it's 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 incredibly complex, and I and I don't know what the answer to this is. I mean, from from all sides, I've messages in from from landlords as well, um, in a variety of different situations. I mean, listening to your story there today, and Teresa and Emma as well, it's incredibly incredibly complex. Um, I think we have another caller on the line though too. Have we? Have we got another caller? Yeah, we do indeed. The number is eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. Though if if you want to share your story with us or as I said you can drop me an email either lunchtime live at newstalk.com uh, just some of the texts coming in on this too uh, this listener for instance um, just makes the point yeah I'm in a very similar situation to your first caller I've been renting in the same apartment for the guts of nearly 10 years received my eviction notice the other day the problem is that I can't actually find anywhere to go says this listener John is on the line John what's your story? Yeah how are you doing? Um I suppose firstly, look, I'm certainly not calling up to uh, as as to argue with any of the of your your current guests there. Um, they obviously have some har- fairly horrible situations, but my situation is um, I'm a very a very much a small time landlord. I've got two little properties um, that I bought when I moved home from Australia. I just had a little bit of spare cash. Uh, since then, I've actually I've purchased um, a derelict farmhouse with my wife, and um, we're we're trying to fix it up. We sold the family home to be able to buy it and it needs a couple of hundred thousand to be put into it to fix it up. So I, I happen to have these little apartments that I told you about. Um, I desperately need to sell one of them to fix the, the place up and I can't. And my family and I, my one-year-old, my 10-year-old, my wife, we're currently living in a mobile home um, in, you know, fairly miserable conditions. Um, and I can't, you know, basically my point is the government are giving one group of people pretty extraordinary rights in that you don't have to leave a house that you don't own. They're giving those rights with one hand and with the other hand they're taking away from, from another group of people who, who could quite easily, like myself, be somewhat vulnerable, you know. Um, yeah, basically, I own an asset that I can't get rid of, that I can't sell. But because because of the, because there's tenants in the house? There's tenants in this, sorry, I should have explained. Yeah, there's tenants in this little apartment. I needed to sell it. I've needed to sell it months ago. You know, we, we've spent the entire winter in a mobile home. Um, I needed to sell this, and I can't. And even even when when the van ends, and I and I can put it on the market, the tenant can still stay there for another six months. You know, I need to. I I, I just feel the tenants at the moment, with with the eviction ban in place, have an extraordinary right and a, a crazy right that you don't. You can basically do whatever you want, and you don't have to leave. It's very. I don't. I don't know what the balance is. I mean, from like you, I couldn't not have sympathy. You know, in in listening to to Emma and and Teresa, you know, a little earlier today, John, and I, I fully, yeah. I understand your situation as well. Like, I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how the politicians whether they're going to meet meet what this evening, and yeah. try and come up with some some way to address it, you know it, your issue and yeah. and Teresa's like, issue and. In the other property, I mentioned I have two small properties. In the other one, during the the first eviction ban, when the, uh, during COVID times, um, 
my tenants stopped paying their rent when the ban ended and I basically followed up with them and said, you know, you have to start paying your rent again. No, this is a property that I have finance on. The the, the rent just barely covers the finance. Um, they basically just stopped paying their rent and it took me 13 months to get them out of the house, you know. Um, they left with owing me 13,000 euro and the RTB were completely useless. Um, my solicitor told me, look, you're wasting your time going to court because the judge will rule in your favour, but but you still won't get the money back. Um, so between those two situations of having those massive arrears on the first property and now not being able to sell the second property, which I desperately need to sell, um, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare for, for landlords at the moment, you know. I just think being told that you can't, like if you bought a car, and that, that, for whatever reason, you wanted to sell. And you were told, oh, no, sorry, there's a ban on selling cars at the moment. Like, I just think it's an extraordinary situation that, with one hand, they're giving these extraordinary rights to one group of people, tenants, and with the other, they're taking away the most basic rights of a, of a person mm. to sell but sure, the something ban that isn't, you yeah, but sure, the, 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 Yeah, but the, the ban, the eviction ban, like, it's, it's not going to be extended. Oh, and, I Do you know what I mean? That, so, yeah. I'm basically just coming out against yeah. the, the Sinn Féin and the other parties who, who are putting the motion forward that it should be extended. Yeah, OK. Oh, no, no, I, t- I, take, I, take, I take your point, John, on that. Uh, this listener says, um, can you not sell to the local authority, county councils, like some politicians have suggested? On the renters, says this texter, I feel so bad listening to the callers. I have two sons, I raised them alone, uh, waiting on the housing list for quite a number of years. This texter says, we the same thing as that listener. The Irish Mortgage Holders Association helped us out. We were able to renegotiate our mortgage, suggests this listener. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.